Ernest, what's up? Y'all know I'm big on doing your research, sharing your research, and giving credit to where you found the research. But I always get asked the same question. Where do I start with the research? And the answer is easy. It's our sponsor, Yahoo Finance. Whether I'm tracking the daily movement of my favorite companies, doing technical analysis with their easy-to-use charting platform, or checking balance sheets, Yahoo Finance makes something very complex simplified. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been the brand behind every great investor. Whether you're a seasoned investor or you're looking for extra guidance, Yahoo Finance gives you all the tools and data you need in one place. They're the number one finance destination producing a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and so much more. You could actually securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including your 401k and other investments. A comprehensive perspective is what sets apart great investors. And it's how Yahoo Finance ensures you have the insight to look at your wealth in its entirety. With a community of over 90 million users each month, their real strength is helping you on your way to financial success. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com. The number one financial destination. That's yahoofinance.com. You heard me, yahoofinance.com. Don't wait, don't hesitate. I use it, you should go over there and start using it now. It's one of these things with add value. Guy has a, you know, sometimes you just have to find a way to add value. Mm -hmm. And what you said about the tour is key too, because a lot of people want to travel. Just being an extra like homie and not knowing nothing. <laughs> I'm saying like, you know, extra. That's real, that's real. You can say that, it's It's Everybody has to, you know, it, it has to make sense, you know, and it's dope to want to bring everybody and bring your people, Right. but everybody should have a purpose. You know, make sure everybody's doing it. No matter what they're doing, mm -hmm. they could be, Yes, they could be the barber, they could be, but as long as they're adding value so that they're not just bodies, they're just taking up, you know, space and, and money. My graduates from my school being Forbes, backdrop. Backdrop. <laughs> a mic drop. Backdrop. Backdrop. All right. Jack. Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. All right, guys, welcome back. EYL, we back stateside. Yeah. Shout out to the UK, shout out to France, shout out to Europe, all the love that we got over there, man. That was a legendary run. Shout out to Germany. Germany, for sure. Yeah. Um, but now we back stateside and back doing what we like to do as far as cover culture. If you know EYL, if you're an EYL historian, you know the first tagline was the backstories of sports and entertainment. Okay. So that was the actual first, the first uh, kind of concept mm -hmm. was to talk about finance, but talk about like from a sports and entertainment perspective. So mm -hmm. you did like 50 Cent Vitamin Water Deal, Soldier Boy. Dipset Supreme. Dipset Supreme. Of course, Jay-Z. Of course. Um, and all the different things that he's done. So that was always the core. And then we kind of just grew into business, financial literacy. We started talking about stocks, crypto, and all that stuff. But we always stayed true to our core of culture. Music, entertainment, sports, yeah, all life. that stuff. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's kind of the stuff that we grew up on. Yeah, yeah. Um, so this is a dope. This is a dope. I always like these conversations. I always say some of my favorite interviews: Chris Gotti, yes, uh, Dame Dash, absolutely. Uh, who else fits in that mode? Fat Joe. Fat, but I'm, I'm talking about like the behind the scenes. Aspect oh, 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 yeah. Um, the guys that 
Like the guy. The, the well, stories. Yeah. They truly told. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Joe's still dope too, because even though he's an artist and he's in front, he still is kind of like on the backside because yeah, he's like yeah. a, he's a real yeah. fan and a real historian of the culture. So the way he tells them stories from many perspectives. Yeah. And Terrence Bar is a label that yeah. is his label. Yeah. Jason Jeter also. He's Jay another Jeter. a bunch of good stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So today we got Lenny Santiago. Better known as Lenny S. Lenny yes. What's up, my brothers? I'll pose a threat. Blame Lenny S for that. I'll at your boy. I'm here to learn about financial literacy. This yeah. is actually a class. Okay. You can call it a podcast, but this is just my class for financial literacy. All right. This All is right. So, so nothing happens before it's time. We got to start there. Mm -hmm. Because we met before. Mm -hmm. You probably won't remember this. I'm thinking. So this is crazy. We were at the going to the Pia Moore show in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. um, this is like 2000, probably 19. Mm -hmm. And I tapped Shadi, I'm like, yo, with Lenny S. Because we had wrote down people we want to sit down with. Yeah. He's like, yo, I'll add him. I'm like, <laughs> saying, I think you were with your man. I think. Yeah, it was uh, the one in Brooklyn at the, the theater. The theater, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah, I walked yeah, up, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. like, yo, yeah. telling you what we do, we got this podcast. Yeah, yeah. At the time, we were calling that's bigger than that now. But I'm like, yo, we got this podcast. We're talking about the behind the scenes of sports entertainment. Love to have you on. You're kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, we just did DJ Envy. Because at the time, we had literally just did DJ yeah, Envy. Yeah. And we were talking about the Empire Strikes Back mixtape. Oh, shit. And I was sure. like, yo, I need that third. I he noticed said he had, he said, Envy said he has a, there's another single verse. Third verse. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you know where we were going with that. <laughs> Shout out to Kiss. Um, and he was, he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, yeah, just keep going, guys. Keep going. I'm like, I went back to him. He was like, how'd it go? I'm like. Nothing happens before. <laughs> <laughs> I said nothing happens before it's time, man. So this is like a full circle. It is. It is. With me, it's just it's really just being consistent because you got to think. You know, I have. Yeah, no, 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 we got it. I'll be modest to say dozens. I mean, I, but it's I a lot. It. I respect. I mean, through v social media, through in person, if I go somewhere, like it's a lot of just people like that kind of stuff. Like yeah, I yeah, got yeah. there, so I got an artist, so I got to and it's like I want to address it all, and I really do mean it. I'm like, yo, yeah, let's. Yeah. Now, well, I, it'll, I, it'll I, happen. You know we're gonna we're gonna get it. We're gonna make the, it happen. One of the best things I heard was Diddy said this on Instagram a while ago. He was like, I'm looking to um connect with black creators, black film directors, da, 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 da. He was like a whole list of people I yeah. can connect with. He was like, find me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so okay. Then, okay, okay, people in the comments were like, what but I understood what he was saying. Like, yeah, it's like get to the point yeah. where you hot enough where you're gonna get referred and now it makes yeah. sense. Sooner or later, you, yep. you can't deny me. Yeah. yeah. And that's what happened. It started coming around little by little. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I even dated an accountant. She was, <laughs> she was like, are you leisure? like, okay. You're saying that because you're a fucking accountant. But no, no, no. It, it really, I love when things come at me and my yeah. man. Then, um, you guys know Nicole. Yep. Yeah. I uh, mentioned yeah. Nicole. Even Nicole. hit me. It was like, these are my guys. And I was like, nah, I've been seeing, I've been watching. They're really dope. It's like, Diddy too. Whatever they need. Diddy was yeah, like, that's my guy. Let's this happen. Whatever you whatever you need. Shout out to Nicole. She she put this together. So, Lenny S, legend in the, in the entertainment game. Mm -mm. You don't like the word legend? I'm not a legend, but I'm you know, <laughs> going with that. Trying to do my thing. Um, so, yeah, this is going to be an interesting conversation. Um, started at street team, I believe, right? Worked started at the street team level doing street promotions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Worked his way up to music executive, manager extraordinaire. He manages DJ Khaled, if you didn't know. Yeah, it's called the biggest. <laughs> I hope. I hope. I'm, I'm, I'm part of the, you know, no, the biggest. <laughs> was part of the two biggest regimes in hip hop history. Easily. Uh, bad Boy. At the height of it. Yeah, bad Boy <laughs> and then Rockefeller. That's like going from the 
Boston Celtics <laughs> to the Lakers. <laughs> the Lakers. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like Boston Celtics to the Lakers in the 80s and then in the you know 2000s. So this is going to be a legendary situation. Lenny S., I'm sure you probably heard his name all throughout him. Right? He might be one of the most mentioned people in Jay-Z's rap. He doesn't really mention a lot of people, but he mentioned your name a lot. Uh, um, once or twice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm grateful. So, so yeah, man, this is going to be a dope conversation. So, first and foremost, thank you for coming. I appreciate no, it. Thank you for having me. So, let's talk about it. Let, let's talk about the journey. A lot of people are familiar with you now. They heard your story. Uh, but your career is over probably 25, 30 years. 25, right? yeah, 22 decades. So, so 25, yeah. how did it start? I know it started on, on street promotion, which now there is no such thing. Yeah, people are like, what is funny, that exactly? Right? Social, social media is street promotion. <laughs> that is it, right? Like, You know what's funny, though? I saw um, at, was it All-Star Weekend? I saw like... Um, Quality control posters, which is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah, I saw oh, you know what I'm saying? So I'm saying, yeah, but you know, yeah, 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 those yeah. are guys, coach and P, they understand what I'm that is. Right, so yeah. it was dope to see that, like, oh shit. You come like, from that. It was all over, like, by the hotels and everything. So, but yeah, I mean, it doesn't really exist a lot in uh, a little lost art, but I mean, you know, it, it served its purpose at the time. There was no social media, there was no like outlets really to kind of like, yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So um, that's what it was. It was really putting in the footwork, the groundwork, going literally. Hand to hand, going outside of concerts, parties, you know, uh, seminars, uh, car shows, anything where you thought, you know, our audience was. If there was a hip hop movie opening up, you know, like Friday, anything like that, you know, okay, that's our audience. That's what we're gonna go promote, and that's how we had to get the word out. Stickers, street signs. At one point, you had the flag. Wave the flag. Oh, yeah. <laughs> some, some of the best. I think Rough Riders might have had the best that I've ever seen. With the motorcycle bikes and the they bikes, because they had the they gear, jackets. They were out of here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was just, you know, it's it an interesting business case study because it's a, it's a form of marketing that is no longer around, but there's still, there's still things that you can actually implement from mm -hmm. that era now, yep. as far as like the blitz promotion mm -hmm. and um, the merch and all of that stuff is, is still kind of relevant now. It's just in a different form. So, like, when you started working, that was with Bad Boy? That was uh, actually a little bit before then. So, uh, I had some friends of mine who I was fortunate to have that were in the business. So, I got a little, like, not to say a head cheap start, way in, but a little head start in. Um, but, again, nothing official. So, that was, like, Showbiz and AG, The Legion, and, and Black Sheep. You know, so Drez lived in the Bronx yeah, yeah. for a while. So, and, you know, The Legion were my guys. So, I got to go out with them, and if Drez, you know, Drez had shows, which I'm calling it was out. Um, Choice of Yours yeah. was out. It was the Huge. biggest. It was the biggest Huge. record. So imagine, you know, I wanted to be in the music business already, dying to be in it, and like I got some friends in the neighborhood who actually have a hit record. So uh, I was in the music business, as, not as an artist, though. Oh no, 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 no! no. Okay. I mean, I mean, I wanted to be an artist <laughs> <laughs> very early on, uh, but I be, I came to my senses, and I was just like, you know what? I, you know what's funny? I gave myself like a. a Sort of like an option of like, if I make it in the meaning like if I get an internship or a job, I'm not gonna be an artist. Mm. But I'll try to be an artist up until that happens, and whichever one comes first. Uh, and I had a partner, um, God bless him, he passed recently. But I had a hip hop, you know, rap partner, and I told him the same. I was like, yo, whichever comes first. So when I got the internship uh, at Bad Boy, I was like, I'm, I'm I didn't want to be the guy in the office. Doing that, and then also like, yo, I rap too. Like, I didn't, you know what I'm saying? So what, year, I wanted, what, what year was the bad boy internship? Ninety five. Yeah, because I was only there a year, and I don't take any credit at all for like, you know, rock. I've been there from day one. I'm a part of the team. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but bad boy, I came in when they were already on fire. My brother Super Mario put me on, and it was an amazing year, a year and a half. What it was, it was short lived. 
and then Rockefeller started '96. Yep. And I, I, I was already a big Jay fan. I had already, you know, seen him out and about. My friend uh, Ray Ray was working with them doing radio promotion, so that was going to be my end. Mm-hmm. So I immediately went to Rock. I wanted to be somewhere where I, obviously I believed in, but also that was starting from scratch because I wanted to be a part of what Bad Boy built. Yeah. And when I was there, I didn't feel like that because they were, you know, they was already they yeah, did their ready thing. To die was already they, out. Yeah, they were they did their thing for years. Yeah. I, I came into a great team, yeah. but I didn't help build that. You know what I'm saying? And I wanted to go somewhere to be a part of something from the beginning. So you're at Rockefeller at the time. He's working on reasonable, reasonable doubt. doubt. He's working on it. Yeah. Wow. It wasn't wow. out yet. Yeah. So, so how did you enter into that rock? You, you didn't know Jay. Or, or I knew Jay by face. So I knew Jay and Dan. Remember, I was everywhere. Okay. My whole goal from high school. Go anywhere that there is music stuff going on. If I heard about a video, I went to the video. If I heard about a seminar, uh, in store, I don't care if Nas or Leo was signing autographs at whatever store. I went I, anything music because I figured whatever music related was going on, it was going to be music related people or artists or their. And I read credits, so I knew every person. Uh, oh, Nas is going to be. I know Jungle. I know. This, I, know I don't know them, but I know. No, nah, nah, but that, like we're us. trying to establish relationships. <laughs> nah, that's that's very important. And it was crazy. I said this in London. To, I was talking to somebody. I said the two biggest keys in business is to stay close and to add value. Mm-hmm. And that seems like it's easy, but so many people cannot do that. Yeah. And it's like what you're talking about. So many people fail that part of it. Where it's like just be in the right place. Yo, yeah. How many times have we said that? Like mm-hmm. even every time we get on stage, I say the same thing. It's not about being in the right place at the right time. It's being in the right place all the time. And you're literally. Studying the people, like you yeah. know all the people. It feels it feels like our story in a sense. It was like I remember reading credits, and I know every producer, mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I know everybody's on the team. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, this makes perfect sense. I, I want to see these people one day. I, I want to meet these people. I one studied day. that whole shit. I studied Jay's whole crew. I was saying what's up to Beehive's cousin, like Tata. I was like, Tata, like, <laughs> and you know, you, you do it so familiar. They're like, Man, do I know this guy? Because <laughs> yeah, 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 it gets yeah, done yeah. to me now. You know what I'm saying? Like people are like, yo, Lenny, yes, what up, bro? You been good? And I'm like. Good. Like I'm like, oh shit, I don't know if I know them. Or, <laughs> well, that's that's they, not like. <laughs> I'll tell you, we we, 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 we ran to we ran to Hop in yeah. LA, and I was just like, yo, that's Hop over there. <laughs> yeah. We were walking, they were like, I'm like, that's that's hip hop, like yeah, that's legend. Rock. That's, that's a rock legend. right there. Like we got that's a legend. And we actually had we sat down and had a conversation with them, and it was ironic that we could have had Biggs. Biggs was going to be on the on the show. Yeah, that's uh, a good one to be on. Yeah, yeah, and we kind of ran into each other at the same time. It was like, See? man, here are all these people I looked up to. This is incredible. You do it all without breaking a sweat. Like being a boss exec to Tuesday tennis to homework. Why do kids have so much homework? Family dinners, lunches, brunches, trips to the vet, and a weekend getaway that's anything but a getaway. And you do it all in style. Even when you have back-to-back conference calls on top of the kids' orchestra recitals, not to mention your side hustle. That's why they created the fully reimagined Infiniti QX60, a luxury SUV as functional as it is stylish and as versatile as it is serene with premium features like a panoramic moonroof, ample cargo space, and available massaging front seats to bring the ease of luxury to your everyday. Introducing the all-new Infiniti QX60, designed to help you take on life and all the chaos that may come with it in style. Learn more at infinityusa.com. Now with extremely limited availability, Contact your local retailer for inventory information. Yeah, and when you guys put in your work, it now it becomes that much easier, right? Because they're familiar with it, or they heard about it, or their friend did the podcast, or yeah. it's like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, all right, so you had all of these different clubs, all these different events, mm-hmm. everything, uh, record signings, and 
your face become familiar. Yeah. So what's what leads to you actually getting in the door and actually getting up? That that's what led to it. Exactly what you said. It was uh, my face became super familiar, um, and the guy Super Mario, who was like a big heavy promo guy back then, um, he's the one that was about to get the job with Puff, and that's when he was like, "Yo," he was like, "Yo, I see you everywhere. Who you work with?" And I was like, "I don't even know what to say." I was like, "I'm." Just out here, you know what I mean? Because like, I didn't really, you know what I'm saying? And I, and I would be promoting my guys, Black Sheep and them and the Legion. But remember, that I didn't work for the label or them. I, yeah. It was just, I just did something like, I got to look like I'm in this shit. Yeah. So that's when he was like, yo, um, you don't work no way. I was like, nah. He was like, bet. He was like, if I get this job with Bad Boy, you on. Like, mm -hmm. you good. And like two weeks later, man, he hit me three weeks later and was like, yo, I got it. Like, you on. So me, I'm at working at this lighting company. I'm actually building lights, building like electrician. Yeah, building lights, right? And um, dying to get in the music business. And I get that call, and I'm like, out, <laughs> quit, fired my job. Fuck <laughs> it. Like, no, no, no. By the way, got to the bad boy, and it was no pay. It was like mm. it was a street team. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. like, whatever. I jumped out the window, but it didn't matter. You know what I'm saying? I really, it's nothing more I wanted to do. Just, just I used to tell everybody. I used to have a lot of friends that worked in the business. There was this guy named Lindsay. Uh, who uh, his family is Sylvia's, they own Sylvia's restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I got to see those things early on, and Lindsay worked for Def Jam. So Lindsay was bringing Slick Rick to the block, 87, 88. I mean, I'm seeing this like, this is what I want to do. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So I used to tell, but I was 10, 11, 12, 13, you know what I'm saying? I used to tell those guys, like, yo, give me, let me, but you know, as a 12, 13 year old, they're looking at me like, what? Like, out here, kid. Out here, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but that's how ambitious I was. And I just, the point is, I always told everybody, I just need a shot. Like, yeah. if you just give me a free, give me a free shot, I'm going to prove. Because I really didn't even know what, you know, um, I was listening to you guys' podcast with Ross. And you know how Ross was talking about how he went through the businesses and he didn't even know about them. Yeah. He just did it and learned as he went. Mm -hmm. It was the same thing. I didn't know what I wanted to do in music business. I didn't know. I didn't know what, if there was a retail person, a promotions person, radio person, a and R. I I didn't know any of those titles. or So I just was like, I'll figure it out as I get there. I know that I'm hungry enough, I'm ambitious enough, and I'm driven enough. And that's it. If you tell me this is what you got to do, you got to call every radio station or every retail store and make sure that our product is there, then just give me the assignment. Yeah. And that's what I did. So you start Street Team. You're at the Reasonable Doubt. So Reasonable Doubt, you know. Oh, but how did you get to Rockefeller? Rockefeller was uh, through a friend of mine named Ray Ray. Ray Ray was a promotion guy as well, just like uh, Super Mario was. And Ray Ray used to work at like Penalty Records or something. And he used to give me like little, little small bags. You know, I, I got to work with Nori. That's how I met Nori. Yeah, okay. Me and Nori became brothers way back. Wild story. Yeah. Um, um, but anyway, um, so Ray Ray left Penalty when Rockefeller started and went as the promotion guy. So mm -hmm. Office, brand new, 1995. It's only like Dame Biggs, Jay, Ray Ray, and like maybe one or two, Christy Clifford, and like maybe one other person. It was like... Rockefeller Records was like six people. Six people. So that was my in. It was like Ray Ray. So I went, harassed him. He already knew me. He knew how, how hard I went. He was like, bet, I got you. Yeah. And then I got in a room. He was like, you just got to talk to Dame and Jay. Just so, you know? And when I got in the room, I got shit in the arm. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so talk about that. That's what I was saying. Yeah. <laughs> when I got in the room, um, they immediately knew me from the street. And they knew okay. me from, from the bad boy promotion. Mm -hmm. So they knew me as a bad boy promoter. And and then they were both like, nah, 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 he's a bad boy. Like, we don't want, we want Rockefeller, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying, right. street team. And yeah. I was like, no, 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 I quit. And they was like, nah, nah, we good. And I'm like, no, I, I actually <laughs> left bad boy to come here. Nah, we good. So um, they didn't put me on. Cool. I told Ray Ray to give me any product 
that he would receive and just let me know everywhere Jay and Dame and Diggs were going to be. So if he had a little club date, if he had, I just got the schedule and I showed up everywhere. Me and my man Bert showed up everywhere. Just, you know what I'm saying? When every time they come out, they see it. They know they don't have no street team yeah. and they don't have no staff. So it's like, who's putting this up? So I made sure they saw every time until after a few months. It was like, I it was just like, I. Right, but what made you, what made you leave Bad Boy at its peak? Because Bad Boy's on fire at that time. Bad Boy's on fuego, right? And take a chance with an up and coming. Relatively, like it's a risk at that point, huh? Big risk, but I thought uh, honestly, I swear to God, I didn't, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't know Jay was gonna be this big, <laughs> but I knew Jay was gonna be the biggest. Mm. It's just he was just too good. He was too prolific. He was too profound. He was too, and I didn't know him personally at that time. I'm mm. just saying, as a fan of the music, listening to him on Big Daddy Kane, listening to him on, and this is before the first album. This is before the first album. This so you, is in my lifetime. You can't listen to in my lifetime. And watch that video that they funded and not think this guy is like. Well, this is interesting because around that time, like I was young, but okay. I was heavily into rap at that time. And I remember when Jay first came out, even after the album came out, people still wasn't really yeah. fully yeah. respected. Yeah. Like I remember, like I was telling my cousin, I'm like, yo, this kid Jay Z, like he's dope. And he's like, Jay Z, he's like, who, AZ? I'm like, no, Jay-Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay-Z. AZ is big. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, who, AZ? I'm like, no, Jay-Z. Another guy from Brooklyn. He got, he got this song, like, he's dope. Like, it's his whole album. The whole album is dope. So I say that to say, that's even before that. So it's for you to say that you knew he was going to be the biggest, that's a lot because Big was around. Yeah. Nice. Wu-Tang was around. Nas was around. Let's look at oh, this. Oh, right? was killing. <laughs> this is a small, small example, but like even stuff like at the time, everybody was wearing Versace. So everybody from Big E to everybody talked about Versace. Jay didn't say Versace. Jay said the Medusa head turned me to stone. Like what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. the fuck can you describe <laughs> yeah. Versace like that? Where everybody else is like, I got the Versace, I got the, the Medusa head turned me to stone. Like he was just like, he just had a different perspective to me. And again, um, I didn't. I wasn't with them in the street, but listening to it, you felt you felt how real it was. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You no, know, we forgot to mention at that time because we only think in the East Coast. But at that time, you got Pop oh, and you got oh, Snoop yeah. just oh, yeah. dominating, the West Coast, like, Coast, completely yeah. dominating. dominating. But I want to go back to something because it, it, it's pretty big, and this can relate to business. Is that value add? Mm-hmm. Even though they told you no, right? Because most people won't do that. They'll mm-hmm. get turned down and say, "All right, let me go find another opportunity." You got turned down and said, "Nah." Let me still add value. Let me just help. And it led to that. So like- For free. For free. 100%. Most people won't even like- They won't do something if you pay them. If you pay them, they say they're not going to do it. That's a fact. That determination, that that grit, like where? Where did it come from? There's nothing else I wanted to do. I don't want to like sound redundant or like cheesy. Like I, I had to be in the music business and I had to be in the music business with somebody that I really love. You know what I'm saying? Like if right, if we were in these times- I would have, you know, OVO or something. It would have, there's, you know what I'm saying? There's certain people that I love or respect or a team or a crew or I got to be in that yeah. organization because this is what I love, this is what I believe in, and I believe that I can add value to what they're doing. You know what I'm saying? So Rock J to me was like, this is the guy. Yeah. This is the guy. So at what point do they say, after, like, they've turned you down, but you're still showing up, you still have a guy, and they're like, you know what? Let's add Lenny to the team. Yeah, it was a few months later, and it was just like, all right. Whose right. decision was it? Jay, Dame? Yeah, Jay and Dame. Jay and Dame. Jay and Dame. Biggs was always quiet. Like, Biggs obviously made decisions with them, but I didn't have no relationship with Biggs. Like, Dame was the CEO 
obviously super talkative. So, you know, he was outspoken. Game, so, game. you know, Jay was obviously, you know, who he is. He's just more reserved and chill. But um, I got to develop my relationship with Jay because of the studio. Because when I, so when I um, transitioned from street team to A&R, I was able to be in the studio. And hip hop was the A&R, the only A&R at the time. And again, I found my way in. I was like, okay, I want to be an A&R, but... I don't have, yeah, I don't have A and R experience. <laughs> yeah. I've never signed an artist. I've never signed a producer. I don't have A and R experience. I think I could figure it out. But so anyway, the way I figured it out was hip hop was the only A and R at the time. A and R comes with creative direction, and then it also comes with administrative work. It has to be both. You have to clear samples and do paperwork, and but you also have to find beats and find artists and find producers and find writers. Hip hop only liked the creative side, so I was like, boop. I'll do the administrative side. You know what I mean? Because yeah, that yeah. was my way in. And Dame was like, cool, you're going to handle that for hip hop. And I was like, with pleasure. Well, and that got me in the studio every day. But what you're saying is so vital as far as business. Like, I don't even know if you fully understand it. Because these are things that we speak about. <laughs> like, these are things that we speak about, yeah. like seminars and stuff like that, as far as the find, find where you can add value, even if you don't necessarily like it. Yeah. And you said, like, you saw the opening where it's like, all right, administrative work is something that he's not interested in. You probably wasn't. Yeah, I'm not real. saying like I didn't want to be, I didn't even know what I was going to do. But, but you saw that that's a value that's add. That's a value add. Another thing, like, so we got a partner that we work with called MG the Mortgage Guy. Shout out to him. And his, I love his story because how he approached me, it wasn't like, yo, can I get on? It was like, yo, I got clients for you. How can I add value to me? And he was doing it for months mm -hmm. for free and mm -hmm. never asked for anything. And then that just led to like, okay, come on. And now we just developed a relationship. Now we business partners, and that's what you did. As far as even you took Thank a step you. further, even when they turned you down, yeah. you still added value mm -hmm. for free for months, and then it's only a matter of time before we got to get stuff. And so many people lose that. Like you could go to have an MBA from Harvard and not understand those principles, and it's not going to work out for you because yeah. most people network from a selfish standpoint. It's like, yeah, what can? How can you help me today? Yeah. Instead of how, me. what can I do for, for you? you? Exactly. Um, great point, by the way. And also, um, I was going to say, like, I also always try to be self-aware. Again, I don't know if I acknowledged that or realized that back then. Like, I didn't, I didn't probably even know what self-aware was right back then. Mm -hmm. But I mean, like, my mentality has always been that. It's like, all right, these guys don't know me. So they're not going to just be like, yeah, fine, come on, cool, you're on. You know what I mean? So you have to look at the things from other people's side. Like, why? Why would they want to hire me? Why would they want to put me on? What's the, just because they saw me around a little bit? And, you know, at clubs or at concerts, you know what I'm saying? So I always figure, like, let me put in, try to add my value to the company for free to prove to you that I'm worth a shot. And by the way, I wasn't even looking for a job. Yeah. I was looking for a shot at a job. So it was like whatever that was going to take. And then once I was in, like I said, it was, I could tell you every transition. Um, I'll give you another example. And this was a good friend of mine, Shaka Pilgrim, one of the most brilliant people Not Shaka. in the yeah, the business. So Shaka, there was a time where they was about to go on tour. And remember, I'm an AR, but I want to go on tour. Like, I want to go on tour. But I have no purpose on tour. Zero. The AR has no purpose on tour. But all the artists were going. So I AR, you know, I helped with Jay, uh uh AR with Bleak, uh, Beanie Sing, all of them were going hey, on which, tour. Which tour is it? Hard Knock Life. Oh. Right? So I don't have, yeah, I don't have no means to go. I don't have no reason to go on right, tour. Right. Yeah. And then um, they were about to hire a videographer. And I remember I always took photography as a hobby. And um, and we had to work on two albums. So Shaka was like, dang, you're going to hire this fucking dumbass photographer that y'all don't know instead of just using Lenny? 
And I didn't, by the way, I didn't even think of that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I was, but I will, I'll, I'll take photos for free. I mean, oh. I'm already an employee, so it's not free. It's like, I'm fine. I'm, yeah. And then also, we had to work on two albums. So we was like, yo, why don't we just work on an album? We get a studio bus and we work on an album on, on the road. And then he was with it. So we were doing DJ Clue album on the road. Was Clue, doing, yeah. was Siegel, and Siegel? Uh, yeah, yeah, it was both. So now I had multiple reasons now to go on yeah. tour. So again, I was going to figure out, because I'll tell you what wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to not be on that tour. And now you're in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I filmed a lot of <laughs> That's what I was going to say. So like, you're the one, obviously, you because photography is something that I admire that you do. And we'll get to that later. But it was like, now you found a way to get on tour, value add by chewing it. But now you're they're actually using your footage to create Then that's how that's how the movie. universe turned over. They got a bunch of professional, you know, shooters, videographers, whatever it is. I don't this is the nineties, bro. I don't even know what a videographer is. I don't even care. Um, but <laughs> nobody was comfortable with them, right? And the thing I had with my photos was that I could take a picture of anybody anywhere because everybody kind of knew me or knew of me at the time within the family. So, so Rough Riders knew me, you know what I'm saying? Uh uh, red and meth, they kind of knew me already. So you kind of knew me already. So it was like, oh, that's, that's Lenny. It's all good. It's like, so the same thing with the filming. They were filming and then like Beans and all of them kept like, yo, get that, get that shit out of here. And then it was just like, just let Lenny go. They're not going to tell Lenny no. Mm. And that's how I got to film everything. You know, you know who else um, took the videographer route to get in? Another one of our friends. Jimmy. Uh, yes, yes. Jimmy yeah, Jones. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he, he actually did a lot. Yeah, yeah, he told us though. Yeah. We, we said, I um, said, go ahead, go ahead. no, I was gonna say, I used to use him as an example with our guys who were like, you know, guys around like Bleak or around Beanie Siegel, because like Jim would like even be an engineer, and I know that he he didn't know how to engineer, yeah, yeah, yeah. but he was like, you know what, I know the basics, and I got an assistant mm -hmm. that works at the studio that knows everything, and boom, and that was another bag, yeah. and then the, and then, and then and so it's just like inserting yourself, like okay, I could. Same with directing. He was like directing videos. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, Again, yeah. you got a, a a director of photography. You literally just he's gonna actually film it. Yeah. You're just like get this this scene, this box, this how you know what I'm saying? That's, like yeah, because even in the line budget, like if the label has a line budget and you're saying like I'll take that line, you're the artist, but now you're the director too. Of super the video. smart. It's super one smart. of these things with add value, and it's like you know he's a street guy. I'm sure he didn't he didn't, he didn't know anything about. Filming a, a music video, but learn on the fly. Figure it out. He told, he said he was doing that, engineering, security, for Cam, anything that Cam needed, that's right. what he was doing. <laughs> Until he, now he's walking in Virgil's fashion show. This is true. Five years later. This is true. Guy has a, you know, sometimes you just have to find a way to add value. Mm -hmm. And what you said about the tour is key too, because a lot of people want to travel and they don't add any value. It's like you just cost them money if you're just traveling for no reason. Just being an extra, like, homie, and not, no, not to, <laughs> extra. I'm saying, like, you know, extra. That's real, that's real. You can say that. Everybody has to, you know, it, it has to make sense, you know, and it's dope to want to bring everybody and bring your people, Right. but everybody should have a purpose. And, and by the way, that's what I love about rock, is that rock always, like, taught that or just kind of implemented that in the minds of, like, the, you know, the heads of the labels or the, the, the main artists, so it's like, Yo, make sure everybody's doing it. No matter what they're doing, mm -hmm. they could be this, they could be the barber, they could be. But as long as they're adding value, so that they're not just bodies that are just taking up, you know, space and, and money. So, from an A and R standpoint, what's what's the 
Because, I mean, I read that It's All Right is the first song that you yeah, put Yeah, first song that I know. So what's that like after you've put this song together? It's a huge success. It ended up on, obviously, uh, Volume 2 and, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. the, the soundtrack track. as well. How you, like, I'm like you feeling like you're a part of this now? Like, I'm, I'm yeah. here a little bit? <laughs> and again, <laughs> right, it was like using <laughs> using um, using the resources. You know G. Roberson, one of the best managers in the game. Yeah. Me and G shared a desk at Rock. So it's like you, G, and so Hop? Me, G, and Hop. Oh my God. We shared a desk. And then after a while, you know, Hop was like the guy. Yeah. Hop got his own office. Yeah. Uh, and me and G, just like this, every day. <laughs> Phone calls, business, every day like this. Every artist that came to see us, they had to see me with G or G had to see you. So anyway, yeah. um, G Robeson managed Mahogany, which was the producer of It's All Right. Mm-hmm. So it was like, Leek was already there. Jay was a given. And it was just like, yo, G, the producer, like, bring, you know what I'm saying? Came yeah. through and. Jay, Bleak, and Mahogany, it's all right. It's so, all right. Yeah. All the, that's all the jewels. I blew more money than the trail. Fools, they don't know you. They know you too well. I blew more money than the trail. Shout out to Spreewell. That was my introduction into A and R. Um. So, what exactly does A and R do, though? Because I still feel like that's one of those titles that people still have heard about, but it's yeah. kind of like an A and R. What's your responsibility as an A and R? Uh, stands for artist and repertoire. Uh, you you basically serve as a liaison, and A and R serves as, as a liaison between the artists and the label, um, and they have to you know ride out with the production of an album. So A and R helps the artists complete their album, and that's with anything creative, anything from coming up with you know records, from putting you know them with you know good writers or good producers. Uh, maybe if there's a feature, you guys, and A and I mean good A and Rs, they really go through the whole creative process with the artist and they're coming up with these things together or they're just assisting sometimes, just assisting the artist and anything they need. Like, oh man, I think I want to put, you know, you know, whatever, Young Thug on his joint. Mm-hmm. The A&R's job is not to go and get Young Thug and talk to the Young Thug's manager and send the record and, and try and just try to get it done. Because remember, sometimes it's like a pitch. Sometimes it's not, you know, when they're peers, when Gunner's hitting Young Thug, that's that's family. Easy. That's easy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, if, if maybe this is a new artist on Def Jam and we're trying to get Young Thug, it's like you know, a lot of times good artists will only work with people that they like or they admire or they you know uh, they vibe with. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes when you have to call out to somebody blindly mm-hmm. and get a feature, it comes with a pitch and it comes with you know proving well, why it's worth it. Favor, favor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So an A and R job like is to, get, to get the whole album done, but also within the finances that you're given. So if you get five hundred thousand dollars to make an album, that's what you have to make the album for. That's recording, yeah. that's mixing, that's mastering, that's features, that's everything that has to do. If you guys want to travel to Atlanta and stay in Atlanta it's for a right. month, it's everything is coming out of that budget. So, we, so we're not getting free so on the first album. I mean, <laughs> so let, let's talk about that yeah. a little bit. So the music uh, record label would advance an artist. Yeah, like let's advance say budget five hundred thousand dollars mm-hmm. for the making of a. a an album. Of an album, correct. And then the A&R's job or his team management, whatever, now they have to use that 500 to get the producers. Yep. To, get to make wardrobe. a complete album. Wardrobe. Uh, not wardrobe. Not wardrobe. Yeah. That wardrobe would come into marketing budget. Yeah. Okay. So you get a marketing budget, you get a uh, recording budget. They're yeah. different budgets. Studio time, engineer, yeah. producer. This is everything features. it takes to make an album. Yeah. So the recording, traveling features. That. Yep. If I get, you know, whomever. Little Uzi Vert, and Uzi Vert is like, yo, I want 100,000. That 100,000 is coming that's from 20% that. 20% of your budget, right? That's yeah, 20%. So, so you got to be smart. And that better be a big record. If you go over budget, 
what happened? Then you got to go and you got to ask for a reforecast, which is the worst thing. Reforecast? A reforecast would be, you know, I'm at 480 right now, and I know I got to do three more records, and Hip Boy did one of them, mm. and, you know, um, Janae Aiko's on one, and she charged me, you know, 50. I'm just making all this up. Yeah. And now I know, like, damn, I got an overage of, uh, you know, 162000 Now I got to go and get that money. I got to go over to my, whatever, CEO. I got to go to the financial department, um, finance department, and now give them reasons why. And I'll be like, but Hit Boy did this joint. Like, you know what I'm saying? Again, it's all like a pitch because now you're asking for, you know, it's just like a business. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, you open up a restaurant and you already hit your limit, but you don't have uh, bar stools and you don't have alcohol yet. Right. Now you got to go back and be like, look, this is where we at. This kind of went over. So you just have to explain why. And then usually, hopefully, it gets approved. So it's, that, yeah. Good. And now, so now this makes a lot of sense. Now I'm thinking about the early days. Well, I guess like the early 2000s of Rockefeller. Mm -hmm. Because when you're looking for producers, you got in house. Yeah. And so maybe the that price. Was a blessing. Right? This is like a big blessing because oh, now you got Just, you got Kanye. They're killing everything. Plus, you got the hottest artist at the time. You got Bleak and you got Siegel and Kanye's just bubbling. So now, like, those fees aren't going to, I'm assuming, aren't going to be as high if you exactly. have to go outside the family to do exactly. it. Exactly. And it's always like, right, I mean, making an album where you're going all around to all the hot people, you know, you're going to probably exceed hundreds and hundreds of thousands or even, you know, millions of dollars, right? Because if you're going to Pharrell, you're going to this person and that person, you know, and all these numbers are, yeah. you know, pretty high. It's always best to try to formulate that album where it's like, okay, like let's say what Hit Boy does with, you know, Benny the Butcher. It's like, it's so easier to be like, okay, I got, even if you got 500 for this album and a Hit Boy's doing every track. Mm -hmm. And now obviously he's going to give you probably a good rate because he's doing everything. And it's like a solid. So let's just say he's like, yo, give me 250 for everything, mm -hmm. which is great. Now you're one producer, got 250, you still got 250 left for right. recording and stuff like that. But it's good to like make deals like that. Anybody who had in-house production was amazing because you got to, it was usually like a cap, a cap rate. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, what's his name with uh, what's his name with, with Dipset? Uh, that was what they had. Heatmakers. Heatmakers. Heat so, like, you know what I'm saying? Not like that so. Heatmakers. Heatmakers. Yeah, yeah. You have Heatmaker. Like, that's um. No, heat no, no, I know. Heat, I know. Yeah, Heatmaker. Heat heat yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Heatmaker. You can't say not the real. Hit. He's a real. I know. Now he he's doing this. Thing. No, I think he's he was just saying that, yeah. the way it sounds. They both they both solid. But it's always better if you if you can have either in-house production or. Do deals with people. I would do deals with people where it's like if I see they're doing more than two or three songs, I would just do like a song deal. I'm like, look, we already three songs in. Yeah. I know you could probably come up with two more. Let's just do a song deal for a hundred. And now maybe I'm getting somebody who charges forty-five for a track, yeah. maybe for like twenty, twenty-five a track, because I'm doing a whole bundle. Like, let me just give you a hundred. Bundle deal. You get five. Yeah, yeah you know and what I'm saying? Are you so placing them on different albums? Enticing. You can, you can. Yeah. Like it, it's happened. Let's say I bought five tracks from this producer. For whatever, being Siegel, but he only used three. I can kind of, I can shift that over to another yeah. artist. And so let me let me ask you this: as far as the um, the budget thing, what happens if it goes under budget? You get to keep that money. Yeah, you get to keep that money. Keep that money. Yeah, yeah. it's all in advance either way. You got to pay it back. back. So, or you can let the record company keep it and not pay it back. So if I get five hundred, I only spend four. You could take the four home if you want. You're still gonna have to recoup it. But, or you can just say, keep that, and now you only have to recoup four instead of recouping five. So Because everything has to be paid back. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's get into that. So, all right. When the, the record label gives you a budget for the marketing budget, the music budget, let's say it's a million dollar budget, half a million for marketing, half a million for, for music. Now you're a million dollars technically like in the hole. Mm -hmm. 
um, and that goes against your record sales, right? So, correct, like, correct. the first million dollars that you see, it'll get recouped. That goes back back or, to the record company. Now, three sixty, anything, like yeah, any the first million dollars you make from everything goes back. Whatever to your deal company. is, the number, the amount, whatever deal is made for you to spend, that money has to be recouped before you can start before anything. You can see with. Anything, yeah. correct. And that's why artists always, a lot of times, end up in the red because they might not even make enough to even correct. pay back the record. Unfortunately, label. correct. And people spend a lot. And, you know, when you're spending and it's kind of like a, an imaginary budget, you know it's different, right? When you're spending, you ever go to a restaurant or like one of those food courts where there's one in Philly, I think, uh, uh, and you could go to any station you want and just keep, yeah. you'll tend to do that more because it's like, even when you're ordering in a restaurant, you'll tend to do that more because you're not actually paying right. mm -hmm. one by one. And then when you're at the end, you're like, jeez, damn, it went, went a little hard. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but when you're paying for stuff, you're more conscious of like, all right, I just came out three different times. One was $78, one was 62 and one was a... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you're just more conscious. So when you're working on an album, you're not... No money's coming from your... Pocket. Even though it is pocket. coming technically, but you're not looking but at you're looking it. Like, yeah. Because you haven't seen it. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why artists uh, have a tendency to just spend, 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 because it's like it's coming from there. Somebody it's coming from this imaginary record company budget yeah. that... Yeah. And even when you run out, you're like, come on, let me get more. I know there's more there. Yeah. This is a multi-billion dollar company. And in their mind, it's like, I haven't made any money. Well, you haven't made enough money to make money is the real thing. Yeah. You made, yeah. Right? Yeah. But when, like I said, once that money is recouped, then you start making the money on top of it. After that, rather. Yeah. So album comes out, sells whatever, whatever. It makes, you know, $300,000 or $400,000 for the label. You still have, you know, maybe 600 more to recoup. And, then, you know, as it sells, and once you're recouped, and then you start making work. So that Jada Kiss, why is the record companies designed to keep the artists in debt? Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of questions on that. Yeah, a lot of questions. <laughs> Still aren't answered. Yeah. And a lot of times I feel artists, again, it's all features own, but they take more money than they probably need. You know what I'm saying? Whereas like some artists don't. They only want what they need or they only want what they you know what they're gonna use. Um so again, you know, but sometimes people also feel like, hey, it's almost probably going to be impossible to recoup this, so I'd rather take as much up front as I can. You know what I mean? Well, and it's one. It's psychologically, you're never going to treat other people's money like your money. Like if it's That's your like everything we do is out of our pocket. So like somebody asks, like, what's the budget for the like we travel yeah. all the time? It's like our budget is we got to make enough money to pay the Amex bill. Hello. It's yeah. like, but if it's somebody else, yeah. then it's of like <laughs> if I hard spend, you're like what exactly? Let's Run, go. It exactly. <laughs> Run it exactly. Run it exactly. Exactly. Even though. <laughs> it's gonna come back to your money right, eventually. Right, right, you don't, right. you don't, especially if you're young yeah. and uneducated on it. You're just like whatever, run it up. Yeah. One one of the things back to the A and R thing is that obviously you had in artist development, but you were also doing video treatments too. Is that so? Like obviously from the standpoint of you would you were studying photography, you had started filming. Um, no, I didn't do treatments, but I I made sure that so I wanted to educate myself on every part of the business and what I thought would be the best way was to be a part of it all. So again, I obviously attached myself to Jay. Yeah. I was fortunate enough to be with him in the studio. So, you know, those studio hours are long, you know what I mean? So we got to develop a really great relationship, all of us that were in there, whoever at the time, right? So now Jay's like, okay, I gotta leave to go to this, do this radio interview at Flex. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna go, you know what I'm saying? Now I could develop my relationship with Flex. Now I could develop, even though I don't do radio, yeah. Why wouldn't I want to know Flex? Or why wouldn't I want to know 
you know, whomever the person was, right? Yeah. Same thing, now he's going to do a video. Well, I want to be on the video set. Like, I want to see how this works. I want to see, and I will fuck with the video production person um, who and the video commissioner who actually puts the whole video together, which at the time was like Margot Wainwright at Def Jam. Mm -hmm. So stay close to Margot, learn how to work the budgets, learn how to work, you know what I'm saying? How, to, how do you hire, uh, you know, um, Hype Williams? Like, how do you hire these people to yeah, do it? Yeah. What's that process? So I just made sure that I was at everything that was going on and I learned retail, I learned radio, I learned, even if I wasn't going to do it, I wanted... Just to know. Just to know and yeah. the fact that like, maybe one day I'll run a record company. I never, as I got into the business, I never wanted to do it. Yeah. But I wanted to learn every, every aspect so that I know what was going on. Yeah, because I, I, that would be my next thing. Like, you're learning all these things. Yeah. But that you just said like there was you didn't want to run your own company, but I know like G and Hop, yeah. they created their own company. They, they, they were smart early. They, yeah, they created. So hip hop since nineteen seventy eight was yep. theirs. Yeah. Did you ever say like let me maybe create my own management after you saw the success of the guys you literally sat across the table from? I'm gonna be honest with you, and that's why I love those guys, and they were smart, and they did you know what they were supposed to. Um, I always and please don't take this wrong way. I mean, it's in the bet. Those guys were geniuses. Anybody who goes and creates a company and signs artists are genius. Mm -hmm. I chose my freedom over having a company, having artists, having all of that stuff. Um, you know, it comes with work. It comes yeah. with you're responsible yeah. for these people's lives. They were responsible for Kanye West's life, Just Blaze's life. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. when you have somebody signed to your company, you know, you go hard for them. And we went hard. And um, Jay was enough for me. Just being involved with Jay and being, and I didn't manage him. I didn't. I just worked with him, and I was close to him, and I knew that he was going to be the biggest. So that, to me, was enough. Mm. I didn't need to run a company and take up, you know, even more of my time. I wanted my freedom to be able to. Until this day, I do what I want when I want. In the words of beating two, I ain't the captain on the yacht, but I'm on the boat. I, you know what I'm saying, and, that, and that's what I prefer. I got a drop of a dime. I could go to London tomorrow and do it. And again, not saying that you can't when you have, but if you yeah, have a bunch of clients, if you lot, have yeah. a company, there's staff meetings you have to go to every week. Sometimes three and four, and there's a marketing meeting, and then there's a budget meeting, and then there's a release date meeting, and then there's you have to be involved in all the aspects. The geniuses of the world, yeah. the Kevin Lyles, the Leo Cohens, the Jay Browns, the top, like that's yeah. big responsibility. It comes with big money too. Yeah, I just. Want to be able to do what I want when I want. Yeah, and they always got to be in constant pursuit. Right? As long as I, yeah, take care of my job. Yeah. So being at Rockefeller at the beginning stages, volume two comes out and everything changes. And it was so crazy. I think I was in seventh grade mm -hmm. when volume two came out. Nah. Yeah, I was in seventh grade. You said no. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, like eighth grade, maybe. Eight for seven. Yeah, that's one crazy. Of those yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in junior high school. So I remember when that record came out, because I was a Jay-Z fan before that, from the first album. I wasn't. Mike, check that. Check the facts I was, on that. I wasn't a Jay-Z fan. <laughs> no, I'm no just joking. I was, I was a Jay-Z fan. <laughs> He's crazy. a Nas guy, but we, we'll, we'll, well, we'll Nas, Nas okay, man. Okay. I, was, I, was a, I can't be a Nas fan. Not me and Lenny on this side of the table. We, we, we on this side. <laughs> you know what's so crazy? That's cool. He's, he, he. I'm such a diehard Nas fan. Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's he's, talk about he switches it. Switches sides all the time. No, nah, so I love Nas. He was a Nas fan, no, and then, that's the, um, my favorite album of all time. No matter. Takeover came out. Yes, and he played it for me over because I was in prep school. He played ball. I was in prep school in Massachusetts. He played it for me over the phone. Yeah, 
I think it might have been before. No, before I went to Massachusetts. I was home. He called. No, nah, you wasn't here. I was because this is. Nah, I was home. Okay. You played takeover to me over the phone. He's like, listen, your man's done. Never said that. You said your man is done. Never you said, said that. You said your man is never done. Never said that. We're not going to put that yo, on camera. You said, you said your I never in my life said Nas was done. You said your man's done. Never. He played me the whole song, and I'm listening to it on the phone. I said, that's your whack, bro. You did say that. Now, you did say that. That's how no, 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 no. You did say that. I promise you, you did say that. Yo, this is whack. I was like, you bugging. This shit ain't whack. Was, I never said he was, was done. You don't take over with him. It was based off of loyalty. It was based off of loyalty. <laughs> yeah, but you know in this business, it can't be biased. Like, no, no, you, that's a fact. That's like me saying Ethan's whack. Ethan's not whack. That's a you fact. That's I a hated fact. it. <laughs> you know what, what, that, what that felt like though at that time like, <laughs> cause like let's just talk about it right like you, oh my God. you you die hard and you know this record is heating up New York Angie's trying to deny it Fat Joe's like you can't deny this like what's happening in the building like is the room shaking like are we just walking around like now nah, we we gonna get him first I'll, I'll speak personally cause I don't like to speak for other people <laughs> no for real Personally, I was like, I was, I was, I was fucked up by it. <laughs> no, you got Don't leave me there. Okay, okay, that's all. Right. Uh, no, nah, that's real. Like you said, right? Yeah, the, the, that was the same passion. Yeah, the same passion that made him say take over was whack. You know, was the same passion that. Again, I'm not like you know. I understood what Ethan was. I didn't like it. I mean, no, 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 no. I mean, like. I didn't like what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, the record was a great record. It was yeah. an amazing record. Mm. I didn't like what it was and who it was going towards. <laughs> so same thing. My passion and my loyalty was like, and you know, at the, at the time, you listen to the radio, you know, it was all like, oh, Jay's done. Jay's done. Jay's done. You, know, you know how people are like yeah, You know what I'm saying? They immediately forget yeah, everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. And by the way, any, like, but anyway, so being in your city, with the guy you think is the the savior of everything, mm -hmm. the, the best guy, best artist in the world, and then hearing the people change and hearing the people switch sides and hearing the people discredit jail, whatever it was that you know was going on on the radio, and this, I was, I was tight. Mm. I was like, you know, the author um, meme was. Yeah. I was like, whatever that is, that's what that was me. In the city, just like cringing. Um, I was hurt. But it happens, right? It goes. Yeah, that's no, what it, was, it was necessary. And, um, it was good for hip hop. It was. And it, that's when I realized, like, how human, how real, and how like selfless Jay was, right? I sent the, it was like two ways at the time. Yeah, I sent yeah, the two ways. Hold like, the roller, Angry, ways. like, okay. like just, no, no, no. I was like just angry, like some bullshit. People <laughs> in New York are tripping, like you know, like because it was like I said, everybody was turning. And yeah, it was just yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Say it's a dope record. Say it was crazy. Say, oh, he got him back. Whatever. Don't say Jay's done or Jay's yeah, dead or, you know what I'm saying? Even what you doing that, yeah. you know, you could be like, okay, it's good, but he's not, he's not done. You know what I'm saying? Like, anyway, that was my, I was, I was passionate. I was heated and I almost had like watery eye, like from being angry, not like, yeah. Um, and, and Jay, um, I, I wrote this two way and sent it to them. I don't know, I think I sent it to the group or like a few of us. And, um, and he hit me, he called me. This guy who's going, you know, whatever he's going through, and Jay's super calm and collective. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying still, you got to think again, right? You got to be self-aware. Can't be selfish. This is, yeah. this is his moment to figure out or his moment to whatever. You can't be putting your shit mm -hmm. on. Imagine what he's going through. Imagine what the person's going through. Mm -hmm. um, and here this guy goes calling me, like calming me down. You know what I mean? Like, yo, don't stress. Like, we good. This is... Yeah. This is part of the journey. Yeah, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. like he's calming me down yeah. on something that 
he's going that's, through. That's leadership. That's leadership. That's leadership. And that was that that to me was just like, man, I'll never leave this man's side. Yeah, we, got, we got stronger after each other. Ever. And then, shout out to Jay, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah. Jay, that's a powerful Jay, moment. Jay's a really powerful cool. moment. So but so and all right. Jay signed us. Yeah. Oh, let's my guy. I declare, I declare what I said like one of the biggest moments in hip hop was when I saw those two on stage. Just because of what they meant to me personally. Both of us. We, Loved we, it. we were both there. Loved it. I wasn't there. You wasn't there? Nah. Loved so it. I bought, like, New thir- York and Philly. I bought like 13 tickets to the show. <laughs> like it was crazy. So like to see it come because it was like You thought he was going to dis- I thought he was going to no, no, I thought he was going to dis Nas again. Because it was like I declare war on the industry. It was like anybody who had an issue, and it kind of wasn't that. It was kind of like a uniformity thing. And Puff came out. I remember him being drunk on stage, and I was like, "I'm just happy to witness this because we had growing up, we saw mm-hmm. exactly we, we we saw we didn't see Pac and Big re- yeah. have reconcilia- reconciliation." And I wanted that so bad. Yeah, like behind the scenes, I wanted like I you know we there's something that I hope for, or something that you know came up here and there, like and it was just like when the time is right, it'll. Yeah. I, knew, I knew it was gonna happen when Kanye put Nas on the record. That's that was the sign. We made it because it came after right after. Um, that was our forever remix on the on the album. That was that was a that was a big moment. But let me ask you, all right, volume two comes out and everything changes. And Jay-Z becomes a global superstar. Mm-hmm. It sells, I think, like five million records. Yep. And, uh what's that song with Andy? Um Hard Knock, Hard Knock Life. Damn, don't try to do that. Nah. <laughs> what's that song? <laughs> nah, 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 nah. It just slipped my mind. Important <laughs> song. Nah, 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 that's a legend. Nah, that's a legend. One of the biggest <laughs> records, in, not even the hip hop, in music. No, nah, that song is legend. That what's that song? No, 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 that song is legend. But like, so everything changed. What's that saying? What's that not song? Anthrax? What? Yeah. Is that little idea again? Nah, everything changed. Trillmatic? Yeah, Trillmatic? Trillmatic. Trillmatic. <laughs> One of the best albums ever made. No, no, no. Shout out to that bio two. That bio two is classic. Yeah, yeah definitely. But everything changed. Yes. And Rockefeller, it was never the same. So what was it like for you being a builder and how did the business start to change? Because I'm assuming, like, you know, that's when the business really started to take off. So you had an inside, like, you know, viewpoint. How did that change as far as like scaling up very quickly? It changed because uh, like you said, right? It made um it made the world see the global icon that we knew Jay was, right? Because, you, you know, you you have something, you know, you know how good it is, you're waiting for the rest of the world yeah, to catch mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what that was for us, you know. I mean, again, whoever was with him, they knew. Me joining the team, 95, I knew, you know what I'm saying? Through Reasonable Doubt, through Volume 1, through, I knew it's just like, when is everybody else going to know? And Annie, I guess, you know, was the record that broke, obviously, uh, public knowledge. But, you know, for us, it was like, like I said, even on my front, on a personal front, you know, my mom stopped giving me applications to get a job because she thought it was, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, my she, family thought music was like, they, they never, they never believed I say a joke, it. but you know what I mean? It's just not, they didn't, they didn't believe in it. it's not a real thing that people look at it like, nah, you know, you know unless you saw, they, they went through Motown and all that. They looking at this like, what, what is, what is mm-hmm. this? So that made it real. I mean, having a, a, a hit record, a global hit record made it like real, made Jay-Z for lack of a better word, a real thing for the outside world, for the people who were outside of us who we were waiting to catch up. Like, mm-hmm. we're waiting for y'all to catch up to see what he is and what he can do. And this is just an inkling of what he has. So that changed a lot, you know what I mean? And um, uh, even with business, I just feel like how they move forward and how they did their deals and how they were already businessmen, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Right. They were already making money prior to. They were already, you know, buying things, that assets and... And they had cars and, and oh, you know what I'm saying? So it was just like the business was catching up to them. You know what I mean? I don't feel like, I mean, obviously everybody learns as they go yeah, through certain mm-hmm. things, but 
I feel like those guys were super smart and they just, you know, it's like, okay, now they get it. Now we can we can activate all these things that we wanted to, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, I mean, and this is the toughest part. and It, it breaks our heart. Because after, obviously, Blueprint goes crazy in 2000, and then he has Fade to Black in 2004, and we think, like, mm -hmm. this is it, he's going to retire. Mm -hmm. Turmoil happens at Rockefeller, breakup. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Wait, Rockefeller, they broke, they broke up? Well, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it, it hurts. So, you're, you're in this, this situation now, you're part of this building. Like, what, what, what is it like now that, you know, we have Dame kind of here with, Dipset movement, and we have state property. Well, still with state property too, but yeah. and Jay's still like the biggest artist there, and kind of still doing his own thing. Before I guess Kingdom Come comes. Mm -hmm. What was this was like? Was he the biggest artist there? Yeah, we didn't talk about Kanye. West. No, he's 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 still he's still bigger than Kanye at the time. Two thousand four, yeah. Because Fade to Black is two thousand four. Yeah, Kanye was getting he was huge, getting there, but it still you still, had to buy two tickets. It was Jay Z. Like, no, let's not forget. It was Jay. Pauline told me I could buy two tickets. <laughs> no, Kanye was growing. It was when did Kanye become the biggest? Jesus Walks. No, no. that's still that two thousand four. So I would probably say second uh, album. I think graduation. He becomes, graduation. He was already out of it. That's not, I think that's when he becomes. Because I think the second it happens. Album, what late happens registration, is late registration. Not yet. Not yet. I think the Kingdom Come graduation thing, and then Jay standing next to him against Fifty, and that now nah, he's out of here. Now it's Kanye out of here. Lenny, you may not. I don't know. What's your, what's your take? No, no, no. I mean, the, the timeline will always be a little like you know what I'm saying. But I mean, they were both huge. But but at that time, I think everybody was already like you know moving in their own purpose and moving with who they were like moving with. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Like yeah. those things have kind of been established. It wasn't like you know. I know some people think like there's like some like break up and then in the room and people like. You go on this side. You go. It wasn't. You, you know go with mom. You go with dad. You were. This was. This was years in. You know what I'm saying? From a an amazing company that they built together. Yeah. That you know, and and birthed so many superstars from the staff. You know what I'm saying? Natural. Natural. natural so progression. so again, it was just at at that time you you rocked with who you rocked with. You know what I'm saying? Well, like Dame gave us some advice to like not break our thing up. What what did you learn from that? Like seeing that whole situation play out. That maybe looking back on it. You could give advice on like you know what I mean. Business. I don't, that, uh, that's hard to answer only because you know like it's 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 home and it's like people go through what they go through and you don't you know you don't like a divorce. even me I don't probably even know all of the reasons yeah. you know what I'm saying and mm -hmm. I really don't. Yes, I was on the inside and yes, I was there, but like I also kept my head down. I also you know what I'm saying on. I was reserved. I was also you know. I just kept my head down and I didn't you know I didn't involve myself with things that weren't my you know. To say business or so again, I don't know what everything is and why, you know what I'm but okay. I just I wrote you know I wrote it out and I wrote it out as a team player and I always gave a hundred percent and I always give all three of them credit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like they all helped me make me who I am today. All of them individually, Dame individually was like, yes, okay, you could do the A R shit. And Biggs supported me and Jay always just he just let me rock. Yeah. And for me, it's like Jay just letting me rock and do whatever. It was like. I'm not never gonna take you know advantage of this. I'm not never gonna take it for granted. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And yeah. I just proved transition myself. was smooth, but then you have Rock. I, I was going right there mm -hmm. with it. Yep. Um, and then in Rock. Well, what point did you become a manager? Because I do want to talk about you being a manager um, after Def Jam. So Rockefeller, woo, 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 Jay retires, well, whatever. He comes back. Uh, when he retires, I leave to go to Virgin Records for a year. Oh. Um, I didn't want to work anywhere else, but Jay really, really wasn't doing anything. Like really, this, he wasn't. So to, the retirement. Fade to black. Yeah. Okay. Like after that, he wasn't doing. Like he really 
I'm done. Yeah. And there was no work. There was no label. There was no, you know what I'm saying? But I was still on his like his staff. And I was just like, Jay, I'm, uh, I'm getting these offers of all these labels. He's like, yo, Renier's come. Mm -hmm. And Jay's like, no, 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 we're good. Just stay here. And I'm like, yeah, but we're not. We're not doing anything. Yeah. It, 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 <laughs> by the way, I didn't mean it like that. I meant yeah, it like, yeah. I don't even want to take your money. He was paying me yeah. as a staff. Yeah. I didn't even want to take your money if we're not. He was like, no, you're good. Like, we good. You know what I'm saying? He's a real one, right? Yeah. And then uh, one of my mentors, which is one of his really, really great friends, is Big John Platt. Um, one of the biggest he's on the publishers. Yeah, in the he's game. on the list. We, no, he's the biggest. One of, yeah, I, we biggest. watched his rap radar, and I was like, he's the biggest. No, we got to talk to this guy. John was doing some stuff at Virgin Records, and and uh, and wanted me to come, uh, you know, help out as an A and R, and then he could go to Jay directly, and be like, yo, Lenny, whoop, and then you know, Jay was like, I bet that's that's family. Go ahead. So did that for like a year, and then after that, Jay took the job at Def, Def Jam, Jam, and then I got summoned over to. Definitely. And that's how you became a manager. No, still A&R. Did that for the whole time Jay was there. So, you know, got to work with different artists, Neo and Dream and Rosé and just everybody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't... She's a part of that. that she's a part cycle. of it. I, I wasn't part of, like, you know... A project. A project, yeah. but I mean, yeah, she was in. Yeah. And then um, when Jay left Def Jam, that's when he went to go start Rock Nation. Right. But when he left, you know, obviously the whole team was going. So Tata, Jay Brown, just all of us. And L.A. Reid asked Jay if he could leave one person behind. Could he leave me behind? Because we had so many projects there. So he's like, while you guys go get that started, mm -hmm. can you just leave Lenny here to still work here for a little while so that, you know, because we had Jay, we had a bunch of people that were signed yeah. kind of like either through us or yeah. were like our fam or we were like helping out on projects. Yeah. And to not leave them, you know what I'm saying? To not leave it like. This is the, this is the Ross Jeezy era. Yes. So, so, so and I love that because I got to stay not under like, you know, the rock oh, yeah. Yeah. shot, you know what I'm saying? And while they were starting that, and I got to work with all those artists. And, and that's when you was managing? The management started right after that. The management started with Khaled, Fabulous and Khaled. And that's with Rock Nation? Yes. So, all right, let's talk about that. So managing your first client being DJ Khaled, that's a good client. Yeah, early, early Fab, on. Fab, Fabulous. Fab, 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 Fab. Well, that's another good client to have. So you had Fab first. What's the role of a manager? This is another thing, kind of like an A&R. Yeah. Manager. Good what question. is the role of a man? Because we always hear managers, manager, my manager. So call my manager. We have a manager. <laughs> Shout out to Abdullah. Yo, you what up? Uh, so what, what, what's We're trying to get this very responsive. <laughs> what, what, what was uh, your role? The role of a manager, manager is to uh, help create, situate, maintain, you know, every aspect of your career, right? That's from, you know, revenue to, you know, brand deals to, the right, you know, PR looks to helping build your brand to any and everything that has to do with your career and helping it elevate and evolve and become successful. Um, you know, and it's really it's a full time job, and it's there's you know you're dealing with the artists, and that doesn't come with just the artists, right? It comes with the artist family, it comes with the artist friends, it comes with the artist entree, it comes with the art, it comes with everything, and it's like you know, it's a real. Time consuming, you know, but if you're passionate about your client and you're passionate about what you guys have, it, it never really feels like work. Every job gets stressful here and there, but I mean, uh, I just love being able to control, you know, the destiny together. Yeah. I love, you know, being with a client or being with an artist or being with whatever, whoever, whomever you manage, and being able to sit down, put those plays together, put a plan together, and execute them. You know what I'm saying? In, in any kind of different way. Oh, we want to deal with these five companies. 
boom, let's try to reach out. And maybe we just get three of them. But still, it's like, we didn't have any of them. Or let's try to put this tour together with these artists. That would be amazing going out and reaching out to the people and getting them and getting the money and getting the funds and getting the, like being able to do these things from scratch for me is like so fulfilling. So how I got into management was I was still in A&R at the time, but like I told you from the beginning, I was so heavily involved with everything that was going on with an artist. So if I ain't art an artist, I didn't think that was enough, right? Cause yeah, we do an album, but I don't, my life or my job with you doesn't stop when we leave the studio. Mm -hmm. Nah, I want to make sure your video is crazy. So I'm gonna check out the treatment. I want to make sure your your touring is crazy. I heard um, whomever's you know Ti's going on tour. I'm gonna get you on that tour. So I was doing all of these managerial duties without realizing it. That you okay. was being you wasn't managing. Manager. And that's how it happened with Fab. It was just like you already did this, this, that, and that. You know what I mean? Those are like five things a manager would do, mm -hmm. and you just my end like why don't you just manage me? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's how. Because at first. Um, which I love to tell people to inspire them to not be scared, right? To not be scared to take a chance and not be. I was scared a lot of the time and you know fearful of failure. I just don't want to fail, and I would turn things down because I can't manage you. I'm not a manager. Mm. I didn't go to business school. I can't be. A, you know what I'm saying? I can't tell you about business. Mm -hmm. I didn't go to. But again, you know, fortunately in our uh, culture, we get to learn things right, hands on. How many people we see shooting? videos and shooting movies that didn't go to film school mm -hmm. that didn't go you know what i'm saying so yeah. it's like with everything and we always figure it out so that's how i made the transition into management it was like i'm already doing shaka pilgrim again and some of my peers like what like you already you're doing it yeah. now like beyond you're doing more than they're near not him but i'm saying <laughs> to some other people yeah, like yeah, you're doing yeah, more yeah. than their managers yeah, doing yeah, yeah. but i didn't look at it like that i looked at it as like i want to win I never looked at all the things I did for the artists I work with as like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm manager, I'm doing. No, I looked at it like, we gotta win. I put Fab on the Jay-Z tour one time, cause it was like, Jay's going out, he needed a little, you know, he wanted a little support. And it was like him, Fab, him, Fab, and Sierra. And it was like, yo, Fab, and I hooked it up and I spoke to Jay and Jay was like, cool. Like, I want so, my artists to win. So I want them to be on the best tour, I want them to be in the best brand deals, the best, like everything, you know, at the best. Very selfless of you. No, nah, it's a very, very, very selfless. Yeah. You take a percent, managers get a percentage. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what's the percentage? Uh, the percentage can be anything that you negotiate. It's anything from 5% to 20, 25. It's just, that's all on you and what you negotiate with your client. You know, sometimes people come and they have two managers, maybe they split it 10 and 10, or sometimes people come in. They have a road manager. And, and they have a road manager. But a road manager is just, that's more like a, um, no, it's, it's more like a, uh, it's a position. It's, I mean, they're all positions, but um, a manager would get 20% of a deal. Like a role manager may not necessarily get 20% of a show. They can if that's what they work out with the artist, but they could just be paid as an employee, you know, weekly or biweekly yeah. for that service. And what is a role, what is a role manager? A role manager is essentially everything that a manager does, but only but for, traveling, for traveling purposes. Okay. So my role manager makes sure that, you know, itineraries in place, that we have the hotels locked in, maybe advancing and getting there first and making sure our keys is right, or just setting up everything on the road, literally. Or we like, going to this restaurant, easy. making sure, maybe sending security over to get a little, you know, to, to advance and make sure it's good. And just, they manage the things on the road. So you necessarily wouldn't get a percentage from that. Some do. Mm -hmm. Some role managers also book shows. So it's like, I'm booking your show in North Carolina, and I'm taking you 
and making sure you're good as a role manager and they may collect off of that booking. Yeah. But, you know. So at its PE, so you had Fab and you had Khaled. These are early on. Um, did you try to take on more clients or did you realize, let me just focus on these two? And then I guess the other part is that is that since you're so entrenched and you're taking on so many tasks, what role did it have on your personal life, right? Because yeah. this sounds like it's super time. I never took on a lot of clients because I didn't want, you know, uh, Khaled and Fab alone were enough, you know, that occupied most of my time. And mm -hmm. I, I always got a lot of offers. I always got a lot of you new know, people coming at me like I want you to manage me. You know, big artists, artists that are, you know, signed and doing well or new artists that have super potential. But um, I don't want to take anybody on and not be able to be there for them like I would want to. So I turned down a lot of stuff. Um, I helped make um, some management plays happen, where it's like maybe I can't do it, but then I still, you know, suggest them or bring them into Rock Nation. And because we have a whole team of you know, 15, 20 managers or whatever, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So I could be like, hey, you know, uh, Moneybag Yo is looking for management. We'll bring him in, we'll start it, get it going, yeah. and then he'll go and then like Mike Brinkley will take it over or Mike Brinkley will, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I've done that sometimes too. Like necessarily I can't take it on for myself, yeah. but I could bring it on to the company and make sure that they're situated and then we, and we move forward. That's very important, especially yeah. in our situation. I never really realized the importance of a manager until we actually got one. Yeah. And so much stuff from, you know, answering emails and working out deals right. and booking hotels and make sure the car service is there. So much stuff that you don't fully realize. And then especially yeah. I just talked to scale. It takes a load off yeah, of you. You know sure. what I'm saying? And that's what we're there for. So when you said the Rock Nation thing, I'm like, all right, that makes a lot of sense now. Because you always I always hear people getting signed to Rock Nation. Yeah. So, so Rock Nation is a full entertainment but, company. Yeah, yeah. Publishing, label, management, yeah. streaming service, sports agency, et cetera, et cetera. You know. Spirit. A lot of people are on the management side. Oh, management side. Yeah. Right? yeah. So when you yeah. see like we saw uh Griselda go up there and we yeah. saw Big Sean, Meg, Meek, Khaled, Joe. I mean, so many. Kiss. I think Jim Jones is on Rock Nation. Yeah, he is too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me ask you, before we, before we wrap, we can't leave without talking about one of the, the biggest people that's ever come through the Rockefeller system, Kanye West. Mm -hmm. So Kanye, when you, when you was there, obviously when you first came through, you said you saw Jay. You knew Jay was going to be the biggest. Um, did you know Kanye was going to be the biggest? Like, what was your impression? He was always dope. I, there was no doubt. I mean, even obviously from his tracks and from what he was doing, even before rap, it was no doubt like this guy was a prodigy. He was, you know, special. You can't make stuff like he was making and making those tracks and coming up with those hooks and coming up and not think that he wasn't going to be special. But I wasn't involved in all of that, like. I mean, so I mean, people are watching the doc now. Yeah, I haven't seen I'm you yet. But yeah, but I mean, like it's coming. Yeah, <laughs> but I wasn't. Yeah, I, I, I just, I always stuck with Jay, and I kept. Low. Stay there. I yeah. So I didn't, and it had nothing to do with nobody else. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Stay, so that's why even in the doc, you don't see me around. I'm wasn't. Stay close to Jay. Wherever Jay was at. Not a bad, not a bad decision to make. No, for everything. I don't yeah. care if he had an interview at Double XL. Like I was there. I was. I'd be waiting in the car a lot of times. He's going to meetings, and I'll wait in the car just to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, hold, like a driver, like almost like, I, it didn't whatever. matter whatever. <laughs> whatever role. But uh, yeah, man, and like I said, that's how we developed, you know, a really great and amazing relationship. And, you know, at the same time I was shooting. So, you know, and I looked at Jay like, how back in the day, how I would look at photos and look at like, you know, a, a Marvin Gaye photo in front of, you know, Motown or how I would look at a Sam Cooke photo with Malcolm X. And, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I, that's how I looked at Jay. I was like, damn, I'm a... I'm taking these pictures everywhere he goes. This shit, maybe 20 years, might be crazy. Like, this is Jay yeah. talking to DMX. Or this is Jay, you know, 
talking to Dr. Dre about something, and I'm just capturing these things. So that's how I looked at it. So you, I, you, have, you have a time capsule of, of history. So I know you, you you were talking. I mean, there was maybe a book coming. Yeah, yeah, is that still cool. in the works? Or we still go, in the works. We, we are gonna get the still book. Still in the works. Yeah, and photo, the, photo album. Yeah, yeah, it's a coffee table book. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, a collective of my behind the scenes photos for the last. Yeah, because everybody years. takes your pictures. Yeah. Like, I gotta figure out who ain't no jigger is. Oh, you I, was gonna, I was gonna ask him that off. <laughs> I was ask him it's that not off-hand. none of us, but it's yeah. Uh, that, everybody <laughs> says the same thing. Everybody says it's, the same it's really thing. Really not. Yeah, I speak to them. Like I, you spoke. They're out of the country. Yeah, I mean, we speak on DM. Ain't no jigger. Yeah, right. everybody said like, yo, he gotta facts, be, it's like, yo, he gotta be somebody that he or she connected, or she. heavily, yeah. heavily connected or she. to the situation. Yeah, but no, the, it's a real person. It's not none of us. It's not staff. It's not not Jay Z. No. By the way, Red I'm phone. Kodak Lens. I want all my shit. <laughs> <laughs> Kodak Lens, you but no, perfect, uh, perfect name. Kodak Lens. <laughs> yeah. The, all right. So, but yeah, ain't no jig is dope. There's been a couple of brands who uh, sent us some some spirits. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Puff and this rock team. Love Shout it. out to Rosé and, and the good, oh. good folks at, at Bel Air. Mm. We've never been sent any douce. Really? I get all. I get all. I sent douce. Puffs is just the uh, Delion. That's Delion. Oh yeah. Damn. Yeah. This man. guy is crazy. Yo, this is wild. We're trying to get the douce. Nah. So you you purposely say wild things? <laughs> no, because that's like a third, fourth one. No, let me know. <laughs> I'm trying to get us so to the douche. Say with Delion. Nah, I'm on jet lag. This, Tom, this guy back. By the way, even when he started, he was like Puff, and I'm like, why would Puff send douche? Not like that, but yeah, like, yeah, nah. I don't know. Oh my black man. Uh, <laughs> so you, he does this? Yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> <all good. laughs> I remember you always saying wild shit. Nah, nah, nah. Beg my point. I'm trying to get us to the douche party. You doing this, guys? So he thinks he thinks that douche is Delion. Just so you guys know, we start with a D, man. Start with a D. Pause. Yeah. So. Sam. I mean, I've always seen you. What a life. I've seen you with the brand. Yeah. And I was. It's kind of one of those things. I'm like, what does Lenny do with douche? Are you the? So I'm a brand ambassador for a bunch of brands. Yeah. So that's one of them. Most recently, Lobos, which is LeBron James. I saw that. Yeah. So I'm brand ambassador for them. Um. Um. Do say always. That's just for life. That's just. I'm a dark drinker, and it's my man's, my brother's I cognac. See. Why I wouldn't see. I? You know what I'm saying? So that that's just a family thing. That's not like oh, I, I'm an amba- I am an ambassador. Just for by life. Because, just yeah. by association. Association. You know what I'm saying? And I really believe in our stuff. I really believe in our. We, we actually just missed him. We were at Native America, and we was in the Duce Lounge. Puff or Jay? You. Uh, you. Not you. Um, and uh, we have we have we have a mutual <laughs> friend. So actually, um, she was co- trying to connect us. And Who's Esmeralda? Oh yeah, just uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she was trying to connect us, and we had left, and she's like, "Where y'all at?" I'm like, "We just left." She's like, "Oh, I just came in with Lenny." Yeah. And, um, so yeah, yeah, she's super cool. Yeah. Yeah, and we're supposed to meet Shaka at Made in America. If she ended up not showing up, but it's alright. She's the one that got us the tickets, right? Shaka's. Yeah. Hi, Lindsay. Shaka she's the best there. person yeah. who's like a mystery, and like. <laughs> we spoke though for like a good oh, yeah, hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, this is this is this is positive. Sherry Bryant. Shari, yeah, shout out to Shari. Shari's a legend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Over yeah. So the season started with us at 15. Yeah. And she's the president now. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's, she's a big fan the of The seat's been waiting for her for, for two years. She said, whenever, whenever she's ready, she's. She'll only come if she can promote her clothing, <laughs> her brand. I, I support my wife has. No, of course. Nah, hey, we, up, we, we, we can't leave. We can't leave just because I see the hat. Oh, yeah. I see the yeah. hat. And I know. You guys are talking about financial literacy and. We have to. And I know. Obviously, the last memory we have of him is, is um, the hire video, yeah. um, and I know you were there. Yeah, I actually, oh, you got the video. Sure. I actually 
the picture shout you to, took. Shout out to Steve O. The picture you yeah. took of him yeah. you know, in the yeah. blue satin is. I actually Man. posted that when on March thirty first. Oh shit! Uh, when it happened, uh, obviously greatest the treasure image I've ever captured. He had a good conversation about that with Steve O. Yeah, your your relationship, um, your thoughts on obviously this brilliant, brilliant man that is on. Brilliant guy who just was ahead of his time. Who, uh, you know, what you guys are doing and what you guys are teaching. Imagine him having that foresight and having that mind state from off the rip. A youngster yeah. from a team. You know what I'm saying, and him and his whole team, and that whole team is just incredible, man. And the way they've been carrying on the legacy. Has been amazing. They're working on a whole bunch of really dope stuff. Uh, the Puma, obviously, capsule mm -hmm. stuff. You know, Lauren does just everything. Like the whole team is, you know, that relationship came through. We all knew him individually, but it really came through. Uh, Emery, Emery developed a really uh, amazing relationship with him, and, and that's how we all got tighter with him. And I mean, that guy, man, was the best. He was the best because I also like he did little things that like that also like Jay would do. Where it's like you know. And for me, for somebody who loves photography, you know, there's times where, you know, Jay might be somewhere and, and, and Nip would do this often and like actually see what I'm seeing and then kind of pressure me or ask me like to catch it. You know what I mean? So that day with the car, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? We on the side, we on the brake and the blue, you know, the blue car is there and, um, you know, they, they're switching film or whatever. And uh, I'm looking at it and I look at him and I'm in my head, I'm literally like, damn, I should catch Nip. To catch him on this, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But I'm like, he had just got there. I didn't want to like, you know, bother him too quick. And he looked at me. He was like, oh, "You want that shit, nigga?" And I was like, <laughs> I was like, like he knew what I was. I was like, I was like, right? And he was like, "Come on, nigga, let's get it." You know what I'm saying? And he went up against that car, and I swear I took like three or four. Usually, if they let me keep going, I'm gonna keep going. But I took three or four, and he was like, "You got it?" And I was like, "Nigga, I got it." And he was like, "You want to take some more?" And I was like, "Nip, I got it." Like I saw it right away. Yeah. I only took. Like three, four pictures. Yeah. And um, but 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 again, just that thing, that interaction, he would always do it, man. Him and Lauren were my favorite to also catch together. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I see them out and about, and he'd be like, "Come on, come on, I know you want to get this." You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and I, I love capturing them, man. I, you know, just listening to you talk, man, it, just the humility, right? Like, yeah. it, it's just like, yo, I'm a fan of this too. Like, yeah, I am who I am. I'm doing what I'm doing, but like, I'm still a fan of this. I'm a fan first. That's that's dope, man. I'm a fan first. So the fact that these people even let me, allow me to have this kind of like, you know what I'm saying, relationship with them and they allow me to be in their lives and they, and more than anything, like, they trust me, you know what I'm saying? And I'll never violate that trust, man. I'm 25 years in, I ain't never have no weird shit going, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I'll never violate that trust. Appreciate it, brother. Definitely awesome. enjoyable conversation. Glad we got a chance to do it. Thank, thank you, thank you, for thank you. Anything, any last words for the people that you would like to let the people know anything? Um, does did Derek Jeter play for the Mets, or is that something you would? You would like, listen, if, when the Halloween party comes, done. We, we need two invites. Done. Uh, just Easy. forgive everything he's done today. Done. Um, go out and get Jay Z's Deli on and get Puff's Juice, guys. Owned by black. Owned by black man. Owned by black man. That's a fact. We got one, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. The gold couch. Gold couch. My office. At some point. I'm, I'm begging you guys to please. come. Oh, Can we please? I'm begging you. Please. The whole purpose of it is to capture the people that I admire, the people yeah. that I respect, the people that I look up to. I need earn your leisure on the couch. Oh my you guys gosh. made me drive five hours upstate. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, Shai doesn't know this. He doesn't even know this. So at one point, like, you, you used to, like, People would send packages during mm -hmm. the break, uh, Corona. I said the break Corona, and like you would open them, 
I was like, perfect. I'm gonna send some up to the office. I don't know if you even got there. Sent the merch? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, think, I think one of the boxes, it showed the address. I'm like, oh, bet. Screenshotted it. I'm like, we're gonna send it to him because he's gonna open it. It's gonna be perfect. Yeah. I don't know if you even got it. I did, but at the time, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't fully, think I knew. Fully but, appreciate and, the Because some of the things I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. know where it comes from. Like, yeah. I may have heard of it and be like, oh shit, but gotta, I didn't. We gotta resend it. No, we're gonna bring yeah. it. No, bring it. No, take bring it to the office. On the yeah. What size? What size? You large? Come on, that logo is hard too. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, Thank I'm you. actually large, extra large. Extra I'm large. working on it though. I'm working on it. <laughs> don't judge, bro. Come on. For real. Uh, Damn, these wrists are looking real. Uh, I, I'm home, so yes, yeah. man. Life is that. good, huh? Could be worse. <laughs> you know what, Cali? We had the, had the, another watch on when we interviewed Cali. He was like, "Wow, podcast doing well, huh? <laughs> podcast is doing great." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big, it's a big show. Jeez. We call it the big show. This is booming. Yeah. Uh, Troy, housekeeping idols. Yeah, shout out to everybody uh, from Rock Nation. Shout out to Lenny S and the entire team. So. Lenny, yes, holla at your boy. We're gonna talk about that after this. <laughs> Shout out to Jay Brown. I'm gonna run down the entire team because in my oh, mind they, 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 they're all friends. Shout out to Jay Brown. Uh, shout out to Emery. Shout out to Ty Ty. Shout out to Law. Shout out to, shout out to everybody. Oh, Law reached out. He's actually he's That's what I'm We got to shout out to Law. We appreciate everything y'all have done. Bigs, Dame, of course. That's that's family. That's family. We appreciate everything that y'all have done for us, especially there's three of us that started early. Well, we're getting there, bro. Let me get there. <laughs> Let me get there. I told people when we sit down with Jay, leisure has been earned. See that? Not if. When. Oh, no. Yeah, that's oh, that's happening. We keep saying his name. All so signs are leading to yeah. it. It's so just a matter of time. We, we appreciate everything you've contributed to our lives uh, on a personal level. Uh, for me, for sure. Shadi, I'm sure Mike as well. Uh, and shout out to all the earners uh, that had to listen to us always talk about these guys, and now we get to sit down with them. So this is this is dope. It's a full circle moment for us. Uh, and shout out to everybody at EYL University, all the artists there that are learning and spreading the word of entrepreneurship. Uh, it is beautiful to see not only you learning, but executing on the information. So shout out to y'all. And shout out to everybody supporting the merch. Merch team in full effect. Shout out to Bim and, and Smitty and Mike. And everybody, Jamal, uh, and shout Yogi. Out, shout out to two of my favorite albums. Oh, yeah. Criminal Minded. BX. And The Blueprint. BX Borough. The Blueprint Classic. That's a fact. That's a yeah, fact. You, yeah, love you know the Bronx created hip-hop, right? Of course. Stop, don't do okay. that. Okay. I'm, I'm making sure I don't know about this guy. You might say Queens or something crazy. The bridge is over. It started with Nas with him. The bridge is over. No, don't do that. No, 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 no obviously no. the bridge can never be over. But it was. But it was. But it was. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> like, it was. We didn't see Shan. And then Nas came. It was quiet. You do acknowledge that, right? Like, you can't, yo, don't do that. We can't, you're not gonna give him that. Wait, no, 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 of course. They... KRS is one of those guys I gotta meet too. I got, I got a story. Like, KRS, legend. I, yeah, I have to talk to him about legend. Kenny Parker, legend. Kenny Parker, D nice, man. But TR808. Derek. <laughs> That's my brother, man. Yeah. So happy for him. That was, I mean, I'm just thinking about the video of self destruction, like all the people in that. But, self destruction. Yeah, I was yeah. like 10 years old. like 88. Uh, I, was I remember taping it off a of video music box. Shout out to Nas for doing the video music box documentary. I just see that. I see Go that. watch I that. that. I heard it was good. So fire. Yeah. So I heard fire. it was good. Jay's in that, right? A lot of people in that. Yeah. yeah. I remember coming yeah. home every day, 3.30, the videotape. I was like, oh, you're miss this new video. Yeah. So, yeah. Y'all don't know what VHS is, though. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for rocking with us. We'll see you next week. Peace. Peace.